Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited that you would join us today and hope you're encouraged by the message you hear. If you'd like to know more, visit our website, highway.com.au. One thing that I've learned is that expectation always precedes a move of God. That when we bring our expectation, however small that is, God will move beyond it. But all we've got to do is bring that mustard seed faith, that mustard seed expectation. I want to encourage you right now. I don't know everyone's circumstance or situation, but I do know this, that God wants to be closer to you than the air that you breathe. I do know that God is more closer to you than what you feel right now. The Bible says that He is omnipresent. What does that mean? It means that He is everywhere. You have to come searching for His presence. We just need to be aware of His presence. I heard His presence described like this. His presence is a bit like when your ears pop in an aeroplane. The pressure and suddenly pop. Sometimes God can just drop things into your heart like that ear popping in that aeroplane. The pressure builds up, the expectation builds up and suddenly release of His presence. I reckon tonight God wants to release some things in the presence of God. I believe that tonight God's gonna move in our life in a new way. I believe that right now, as we open up the Word of God, the Word of God is alive and breathing. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. The Bible says that it's useful for teaching, correcting, and training in righteousness. I believe that right now we're about to be taught by His Word. We're about to be corrected by His Word. And we're about to be taught in righteousness. Isn't that exciting today? There's a few people in this room and, and there's two groups of people from what I've come to know in this room. There's campers and there's not campers. There's very little in between. Like you either love camping, if you love camping, you can raise your hand. There's no shame here. Fantastic. We might pray for you after. Um, no, I don't mind camping uh, sometimes. Um, I did. I have roughed it a lot. So I don't mind roughing it when I'm doing something with purpose. But when it comes to camping for a holiday and stuff like that, it has always perplexed me as to why people decide to go on a holiday and go camping. They go from a perfectly reasonable home with concrete, hot running water, showers, toilet, everything just there. They go from a perfectly good home and they decide they're gonna live like they have no home. And they're gonna call it relaxation. We've probably all got camping stories. I remember this one time. We used to go camping for a month at Morton Island. No running hot water at Morton Island then. I don't know if there is now. Uh, So the showers were always cold. Sand, everywhere. Very, very little concrete. No No electricity. There had to be gas. Everything had to be gas. All had to be iced. The food had to be iced. And I remember this one time there was a cyclone warning. And we were camping. We were already set up. We spent the whole day there. And so... Dad said, well, we're going to send the girls home. That way we can, I don't know if that was just wisdom in that moment, but we'll send your mum and the sisters home for the moment and we'll see how they go. And so we sent the ladies home and then the boys, we had to stay back. They evacuated the island, but we were still there. Dad was not going. He was resolved that he was going to get through this holiday if it killed him. And sometimes it did feel like it was going to kill us that cyclone that swept through. 
The water was everywhere. I remember we had to pack down most of our tent site. We had a huge site. We had to pack down most of it. And I remember this moment my dad's like, if, if anything happens, I'm going to stand up in the tent. I'm going to hold the tent up. You and your brothers run out. And I'm thinking, we're going to die. We're going to die. We're going to die. And I remember this one moment too, where we, we got a little fire going, which was awesome because we were freezing. It, everything was saturated. Everything was soaked. I'm talking two weeks of heavy rain in a tent on Morton Island and no hot water, no electricity. It was terrible. But we got this little flame going and we cooked a roast. But we had no utensils to eat this roast. We literally are sitting there like this around this fire. I remember dad's passing it to my brother. He's eating. Then, he's, then my dad's eating. Then I'm eating. Hands on this roast, just chewing it, ripping it off the bone. It was desperate times. And then I remember packing down in the rain. There's nothing worse than packing down a tent site in the rain. Like there is nothing more miserable. I hate being rained on anyway. But there is nothing more miserable than trying to pack down the tent, sand everywhere. And then guess what? When you get home, you have to do it again. You have to make sure everything dries out. And so maybe that's where a little bit of that feeling comes towards camping. But now I'm not afraid to say it. I, I, I do like the hotel life. Anybody like me in the room tonight? Like, you know you're not a camper, but I can be a camper if I need to be. I'm not saying I'm, I'm not going to, you know, but... I'm probably sound like I'm trying to... <laughs> anyway, we'll move on. I like hotels. Hotels are a great place, aren't they? There's something... Well, there's two different... Some hotels you cannot wait to get away from, and there's other hotels that you do not want to leave. Like one time my mum booked a hotel, and um, she got it really cheap, but we arrived, and it was right at the base of a landing pad for an airport. Like literally, there was probably about 10 or 20 metres, and the planes were landing here, and the hotel was like here. And every time the, like, you would literally feel in the bed, like, boom, like, whoa. And it was like, we got to go ASAP. But then you get to other hotels, and it's like, hmm, we, we might stay here. We might live here. And then you can sort of understand why squatters stay at times. Um, but there's some hotels, I remember on our honeymoon, uh, me and Poppy went, and probably the best hotel experience, like as far as like the service there was amazing. And I remember going, going to this hotel, and we get there, and we left the room, we only just checked in, we left the room, and by the time we got back, they had been into our room like little ninjas, cleaned up the room, like folded the toilet roll, and folded the towels again, all that sort of stuff. And I was like, how the heck did they know to come in that quickly? Like, this is amazing. And then I realized, hey, this might not be setting me up for marriage later on, so I'm not going to get used to leaving my towel on the floor and all that sort of stuff because it really doesn't set people up for a win. When you go on a honeymoon, you can leave your towels and stuff everywhere and people come in and clean it up. It does not set you up for a win. But I remember at this particular time, I'm like, I'm going to make use of this. So, you know, these people, like, we literally went for breakfast. They would clean it. We went to dinner. They would clean it. Before we got home from the dinner, they would wind down the room, have everything ready. Like it was just like the, the bed was, like they had a pillow selection on the bed of what pillow you could choose. And I'm like, this is comfortable. This is good. This is amazing. And then we, the honeymoon ended and um, yeah. So then we're good. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Kidding. Um, you might need to pray for me now. <laughs> Can I read a psalm for you? <laughs> Let's get back to the Word of God. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I, may, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, 
to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek Him in His temple. I think at times we can treat the presence of God more like a hotel than a home. That we can treat the presence of God more like a come and go relationship than a remain and abide and stay relationship. There's some things about a hotel that I just want to quickly talk over right now. A hotel guest owns nothing. If you try to take something from that hotel, you will be facing criminal charges. But a homeowner understands that they own it. They take responsibility. Rather, a hotel guest just occupies. A homeowner takes responsibility for what they've been entrusted with. Can I ask this? Are you a Are you a hotel guest in the presence of God? Or have you decided to make that presence your home? Because there's an ownership that comes when we understand that, hey, the presence of God that I encounter is my responsibility to get to the world around me. It's my responsibility to be at the church and be a part of the church. It's not just my responsibility to sit on a seat, but it's my responsibility to be active in the church to be actively seeking out the people who need to come into the presence that I know. Number two, a hotel guest checks in to check out. Go to church on Sunday, tick and flick, done. I stood there through the praise, I raised my hand half for the worship, I even said amen to the preacher, I am done. Hotel relationship says, I'm just checking in, but there's a time when I'm checking out. And in our relationship with God, we can't just check in. We can't just check out. We've got to remain in Him. I love David's heart that says, there's only one thing I ask. Pastor Anne even touched on it today. One thing I seek, and that is to remain or dwell in the house of God. One thing I wonder if that would be our one thing. I wonder if that would be my one thing. If we really were honest with God, if God said, hey, you can have anything, he said, just, can I dwell in your presence? I don't need fame. I don't need riches. I don't need more of this and that. Can I just dwell in your presence? You see, there's no check in, check out there. It's to say, hey, God, I am remaining in you. I choose to remain. And you know the thing is, sometimes remaining is hard. Like to actually stay and remain in a moment with God can be very difficult. Like your phone's going off maybe. You've got work things piling up. You can hear the emails coming through. Have you ever like tried to sit down and make some room for, make some space for God and suddenly filled like suddenly your phone's ringing or stuff's happening, it can be very, very hard to actually stop and say, God, I want to remain in you. I want my awareness to be of you. You see, we have to remain in him, but that doesn't mean that we have to spend eight hours a day praying, reading the word of God in worship. No, no, no. It means remaining in him, but having awareness throughout our day of him. So when I go to work, I have an awareness of God in my workplace I have an awareness of God in my school. I have an awareness of God in my university. And every time he speaks, 
I act and I hear and I listen and I'm attentive to it because I'm remaining in him. Sometimes we like to serve two kingdoms, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of me. And sometimes that's where we get confused as Christians because sometimes the kingdom of God can very quickly look like the kingdom of me when I'm self-serving, when I'm remaining in what I can do and my strength and, and what I have and my prestige and my reputation. But when I live in the kingdom of God, it causes me to look outside myself into what he has called me to. And that's the key of the kingdom is to remain in him. Some of us like to check in, check out, but what would happen if we said, hey, I'm actually gonna occupy this space that God has given me. I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna whinge about my workplace, but I'm gonna occupy the space of my workplace with the presence of God. I'm gonna do what I can in the place that I'm in because I know that all things God is working together for the good of those who love him. And so I may find myself with problems right now, but I believe that problems have potential not yet birthed in them. That every problem I see is potential in waiting. And so I'm not wishing for this and wishing for a better day and wishing to get there someday. I am remaining where I'm at today, but in Him. And that changes everything. Have you ever been in a situation, maybe it was like at a party you knew nobody, but suddenly you saw somebody that you knew and it changed the whole feeling of that room because suddenly you had a presence that you knew. Sometimes when we're self-serving, we're serving the kingdom of me, the world around us, it can be uncomfortable. And we're like, God, why do I find myself in this place? But the presence of God will find you in those places and it's up to us to recognise it and go, thank you, God. That's the hope I needed today. That's the joy I needed today. That's the direction I needed today. Kind of the band back up. You see, a hotel guest never brings their whole life with them either. Like you only pack your best clothes when you go to the hotel. You don't pack all the stuff in your garage that you're hoarding away. You don't pack all the weeds from the backyard into your bag and go, I'm gonna take these with me for my trip. I'm not gonna, you're not gonna pack everything in your house that has dust on it and every book and every lamp and everything. No, 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 you just pack a bag and you go into that hotel and you're like, this is great. And some of us, we just pack a bag when we come to church and we go, this is all I'm bringing today. Just, just the best stuff of me, the polished side of me, the together side of me. But God says, I'm not just here to be to, for the best part of you. I want all of you. I want all of the mess. I want people with kids say amen. I want all the, he wants all of the mess. He wants all of the dust. He wants all of the things that you want to hide so that when you bring it into the presence of God, you can remain. So don't pack light when you go to church. Bring all the mess to God and say, God, I need you to work in this. Don't pack light. Don't think you have to have it all together and stand and worship. No, no, no. Church is a great place to go, God, look what I'm carrying. Can you take it from me? For your burden is light, your yoke is easy, and you are able to. You can't carry everything with you everywhere. If you go to the wrong people, they'll add to your luggage. If you go to that garage sale, or that person, 
and and they're, they're they're just dropping things on you all of this all of this stuff on you about that person and this thing and what's wrong here and what's wrong there and they're dumping all of their stuff on you you've got to take that to God we've got to come to God and say God can I dwell I don't just want to stay for a, a vacation. I don't want to just stay for a little while, but I want you to teach me how do I dwell in your presence every day. I don't want to just dwell on your presence in your presence on Sunday. Sundays are great, but my Mondays suck. Well, God is there on Monday too. And His presence is just as powerful. His presence is just as, as there as it is tonight or this morning or today. Why? Because He is everywhere, friend. And so we're not here to be hotel guests in the presence of God or hotel guests in His church. We're here to go, hey, I'm taking up occupancy of this presence. I'm not leaving. I'm remaining in Him. And there will be things, there may be people, there may be circumstances, there may be problems that try to force you out of remaining. But can I encourage you to stand in the conviction that comes from the Holy Spirit? To say, hey, I will not be shaken. I will remain. Psalm 91, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. You need rest tonight? Come dwell in the shelter of the Most High. You need hope tonight? Come dwell in the shelter of the Most High. You need joy tonight? Come dwell in the shelter of the Most High. And see that He will not bring His presence upon you and change you from the inside out. That's who He is. It's not time to check into the presence of God. He is everywhere. Just be sure to be aware of the presence of God today. Matthew eleven twenty eight, Jesus says this, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. I believe in the power of supernatural rest taking place in this room tonight. I believe people have walked in here and you may be feeling a bit weary and a bit, just to be completely honest, done. But can I ask, can we enter into rest right now? Can we just become aware of His presence even here in this moment? Can we make some space? Say, so, hey, I'm about to go into a worship song, just so you're aware. We're about, to, we're about to worship God, so don't freak out and don't try to leave right now. I'm watching. The car park is fine and it's probably raining outside, so don't worry about it. I'm about to stop. Works okay. I'm not going to change anything by thinking about it right now. The problem at home, that's okay. That's nothing, nothing's gonna change by you trying to solve it right now. But do you know what will change something? When we come to God and we say, God, here it is. God, here it is. God, here's the pressure, here's the pain, here's the problem. Take it. I want your rest. Can we stand to our feet, I wonder? Let's get the word. It's time to dwell again. It's time to dwell again. It's time to dwell again. So what we're going to do, I wonder if we just raise our hands to heaven. We're about to sing the bridge of this song, Gratitude. And as we sing right now, I just want us to remain. It's time just to focus on Him. 
It's time to bring that thing toward Him. Say, God, I'm not checking out. But Lord, I choose to remain. As I walk out of these doors, help me to remain in Your presence. Help me to remain and be aware of Your presence at work in my life. So I wonder if we just raise our hands towards heaven, we'll sing right now. Come on, Ben. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or find out more about Highway Church, go to highway.com.au.